Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about turning pain into art. You know, that is something to truly think about because when you think about pain and when you think about art, usually they're coincide together, you know? So, uh, Christina, what is your opinion on turning pain into art? Thank you, Mitzi. And first, just thank you for having me on here. This idea of turning pain into art really is something that's dear to me. It's something that I've done as a writer. I think that in life, there are going to be times where we go through a lot of painful experiences. We have hardships that really can turn our life upside down. But by turning it into art and embracing how that pain might look like as art, not only can it help us heal, but it can also help us look at the situation differently and in a more universal way to not only connect with the event and to have a different appreciation for it, but to connect with others as well. So I think turning pain into art is one of the most beautiful things you can do. I absolutely agree. I think that's the reason why we have so many amazing art galleries across the world, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess, when did you realize that you needed to focus on your mental health? And how important was that for you to focus on your mental health? Mental health is something that I was always called to it, even at a young age. You know, I've always been a pensive person, even as a young child, my mind always went into the existential real quick. You know, I was always thinking about my existence and I was very in tune with my feelings, even at a young age, but definitely when I got into middle school and I hit puberty and now I'm here trying to make friends, trying to build relationships. I started noticing some heavy shifts in my mental health and some shifts in the way that I was reacting to things, things would affect me. And I knew that something needed to be done. I didn't have the greatest support around me at the time. So I ended up turning naturally to writing. And it was something that was always there for me. But as I got older and I saw that my life was kind of following a very sad pattern, <laughs> to be honest, I was struggling a lot as a teenager. And as I got older, I started noticing that these struggles were a pattern. They continue no matter what people told me, no matter what was happening in my life. So I knew that I had to dive deeper within me to see really why these things were happening, how I was perceiving them. So my mental health became a focus. Once I hit like young adulthood, my early mid 20s, I already knew something had to be done differently than the way I was doing things before. So that's yeah. when I really started to prioritize my mental health in a big way. To be honest, I love your answer because I feel that a lot of people, especially if you're in tune with your emotions at a young age, because that's how I was too, you really start to realize, you know what, something's not right. You know, this should not be my normal, but why is it normal for me? You know, and it drives you crazy. And then you feel like you're the one that's crazy. But in reality, your environment is the one that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's difficult because that was a thing. Like people were having different experiences. I didn't know how to relate. And I'm like, something's off here. You know, why isn't this really, why am I not having these so-called good experiences like other people are having? And I just realized, yeah, there was something off about my surroundings, how I was perceiving it. And that's when I knew I'm like, okay, I need to definitely check in on my mental health, check in on how things have become the way that they have. Because, yeah, it can be tough. 
I know you said earlier that, you know, once you got into writing, you know, that was your form of art. Can you really say that writing saved you? Absolutely. Honestly, it's something that, like I mentioned earlier, was there even in my adolescence. And I kind of turned away from it even as I got older and I was like, oh, what am I going to be when I grow up? How am I going to help people? I always knew I wanted to help people, but I found it difficult to help anybody until I really helped myself. I knew I had overcome a lot already because I did overcome a lot, but I didn't realize that there was still more to get through. And when I was discovering, okay, what am I going to do with myself? How am I going to help others? What is something that I could really do? And so I was brought back to my experiences and it was because of writing that I was essentially saved. I always was very, like I said, pensive, you know, and in my mind, the wheels would turn and I would come to understand certain things, but it was writing it out and really Mm -hmm. embracing the genre of writing for me. It was fantasy writing, but even just the act of writing itself, it really helped me look at things differently to process things differently. And it really was what saved me. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Cause I think in my life, it got to the point where I didn't know my direction because all of the traumatic events were happening and I just went with my default setting and was just jumping all over the place. And it got to the point where I had to start writing it down. And it was weird because I knew I needed to write and then randomly I would get random people in my life at the gas station, at the grocery store, just randomly like, you should start writing. And I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> so when you say it saved my life, it saved your life, I can honestly agree, it saved my life. But you know, it's different when you are an artist and you have these arts and you keep them to yourself, you know, because as artists, you know, that's something that we start off doing is that we hoard this information to ourselves. We can write, we can draw, we can paint, we can put music out, we can, whatever your art is for you, sometimes we hold it to ourselves captive first. But what made you realize it was time to share your art with others? So similar to you, yes, I was hoarding onto my writings. At first, it started with poetry, and those were things I really didn't share as much. The only person I ever shared it with was with my teacher. And my teacher kind of encouraged me, oh, you have a gift for writing. You think about it. But I kind of put it in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. But then later, when I started diving into it and even being a part of creative writing classes and getting my master's in writing and seeing the feedback, at first, my writing was just for me getting my master's. So this story that I wrote, Falling Into Fire, the previous version was for my master's thesis. And even though I had always had hopes that, oh, maybe I might share it one day, I know that it might stay as a thesis, right? And just a very select group of people would read it. But I had the opportunity to share it. And to be honest, it was just annoying within me that this is the greatest contribution that I can give, you know, with sharing this particular experience, because I even thought about maybe even being a therapist and helping in other ways. But I knew that this particular journey, understanding that a lot of people do respond to art and reading being such a private experience, I knew that for this particular set of events that I had experienced, that there would be people out there that could benefit from experiencing that in the first person through my story, as opposed to maybe if they weren't ready to talk about it or they didn't really know how they felt about that topic. 
Mm-hmm. I knew that having a piece of literature that they could read with themselves and they can experience, it could help them. And to be honest, having that possibility, even if it was one person that read it, or to be honest, even if it would have just stayed like nobody buys it, but this was my journey, <laughs> you know, yeah. even just the act of working on it with my editor, the act that I took in writing the story, working with people on it, talking about it, that in and of itself was an experience that was being shared. So I knew that there was benefit already. And if other people could read it, like I said, I I knew that there was something to be learned, even if they hadn't gone through the same experiences as me, even if they were reacting completely negatively to it, I knew that that reaction would inform them about who they were, right? And maybe to understand themselves better, to understand what they thought, maybe somebody else had gone through this experience. To me, even if you're responding negatively to my writing, I feel like there's a gift in that because then, like I said, you get to know yourself better. And it's like, oh, well, that's not what I think about these situations. I think this, right? And to me, that's a gift in and of itself. So I knew that no matter what, there was a benefit to it, but it would only happen if I actually took the chance to actually write it. So I felt like it was sort of like my duty. (laughs) You know, I don't think it was me. You know, it was my duty to do it. So I'm glad I did it. That's good. I I understand with what you're saying. And to be honest, I'm still in the hoarding stage with my novel because it's like, it's your baby. It's so personal. (laughs) It reveals so much of you. And it's like, oh, but it's, it's exactly what you said. Sometimes you have to literally put yourself out there because you don't know if somebody's actually going through what you've just been through to the T. You don't know if someone's going through that. And if they are, even if you're adding a little fantasy to it, you still don't know what someone's going through. They could be going through a bit, a part, and exactly like you said, how just taking somebody else's perspective and just reflecting on it and taking it into consideration for your own life does a million times more than someone sitting to you and lecturing you and telling you how you need to change your life. You know, exactly. because that doesn't work. <laughs> it really does. A lot of people don't necessarily respond to that. It, it takes a lot, a certain, a definitely a certain level of maturity, even sometimes to have someone tell you, oh, think about it this way. You know, mm-hmm. it really, depending on where that person's at, they're not going to respond. Even me, when I was going through a lot of these things and I would talk at a certain level, I didn't reveal everything. Yeah. I would attempt to reveal. And a lot of times it was like, oh, what did you do? Why did that happen? Did you try this? Did you? Try-? And I was like, man, like I knew where they were coming from. But at the same time, it wasn't what I needed. You know, even me as a teenager, I could have used a book like the one that I wrote so that I can like not feel alone, so that I can understand things better. Because a lot of times people do just try to solve the problem without meeting you where you are without understanding like, okay, how is she perceiving these events? What's happening? How is this happening? How does she feel? Period. Right? Like, what Mm -hmm. is she going through? Right? Because sometimes we just try to fix things without really understanding, like, how is she even perceiving it that way? Right? And sometimes these wounds and these issues that cause these filters are a lot older. That's something that I discovered with writing my book. A lot of these things, these events that influenced why these events happened, or at least like how I perceived these events were related to even things from my childhood and like people pleasing wounds and just how I perceived authority and people older than me. So that's something that having a piece of literature, any kind of art, sometimes it's movies, sometimes it's 
TV shows, whatever the case may be, having it present to you with a certain perspective that you can experience for yourself, it really does inform you in a special way that it is difficult to talk about. It is. It is, especially when you get to really some of the the gross details or the cringe details or the details that nobody (laughs) wants to talk about, those taboos, those real, real taboos. You know, it's really hard. And I think that's the beauty of art. It hides the shame. It hides the guilt. It hides that pressure from society of not being accepted. Because when you put it in a form of art, it's beautiful because the chaos that created that beauty, you know? And yeah. I think that's the re- another reason why children and teens reading at such a young age, reading novels and just reading in general is important because you don't know what book you pick up that it might save your life. You know, exactly. I, I, I strongly believe in that. And my next question is, what does art is a form of expression. What does that mean to you? You know, you hear it all the time, but what does it mean yeah. to you, Christina? <laughs> Christina, what does it mean? Honestly, <laughs> art as a form of expression, it's like such a simple concept that can be interpreted in many ways. But to me, my art is my voice. You know, a lot of times I had such a difficult experience just being honest and talking without feeling the pressure, without feeling the judgment of other people. With art, I didn't have to worry about that. You know, not only is art perceived differently, right? Like, it's like there's this special little place in the world for art that we just accept it differently, you know? But even that's why having it as a fantasy, it was a special experience because those requirements of reality, that's why it wasn't a memoir, because I struggled with my memories. And I wanted to be as honest as possible to what had happened to me without without struggling with, oh, is this the right fact for this? You know, at the end of the day, I learned that what was most important was how I perceived it, right? So I wanted to be as honest as possible. So I did that through the fantasy lens where I could really dive into the experience without having to worry about who was there, when, what did it happen? How did it happen? It was more like, I know it happened, but this was more how I perceived it. And having this artistic avenue to express myself, it really did allow me to be the most honest that I could be in talking about these events, right? So there was no filter. Yes, there was certain structures, right? Like it is a book, it's a novel, especially in a fantasy genre that it wasn't the genre that I usually wrote in. So I had to embrace these new tropes, these new just parts of literature. So I had to embrace that, but it allowed me to be free. So to me, art as a form of expression is probably your most honest expression, right? If you allow it to be, because we can be Mm -hmm. honest talking one-on-one like we are right now, but for people who struggle finding their voice, to me, art is the ultimate gateway into really being yourself and finding out who yourself is. So yeah, it is. It is a great new avenue to honesty because we as children automatically learn how to lie. We learn how to cover things up. We learn how to figure out how to go around the truth. And yeah. once you get mature enough or old enough, you realize truth is the only thing that saves you. Being honest is the only thing that saves you. The knowing your truth is the only thing that will protect you from anyone in the world. Because how you perceived it at your time, at your age, at that exact moment when you were experiencing everything, that's your perception. 
And no one can take that away from you. And the problem is that a lot of people who experience the same moment as you will always perceive it differently because of how they are in life, the level, the age, the mentality, and everything else. So to express your honesty and to express your truth and to express your art is that form of freedom to truly be yourself with no judgment. You know, that's how I see it. Exactly. And to me, that's the best thing you can do. And funny enough, like I published the book and I'm like, you know, because people have asked me like, oh, how do you feel stating that this is your story? So even though it is fantasy, every time I talk about it, and even in the introduction, you know that this is Christie's story, right? So it could be fantasy all at once, but these thoughts, these existential crises that she goes through, it is her own, right? It is mine. And I say that very clearly, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, maybe the event didn't happen exactly like that. And it was more of a mix of many events at once. Yeah. What she goes through is what I went through. And people are like, oh, how do you feel? Everyone's gonna know. They're gonna put Mm -hmm. two and two together. And I'm like, you know what? I do not care because I finally have the strength to talk about these things. Let them judge me. You know, I went through so long hiding who I was and how I mm-hmm. felt about certain things because everyone kept shutting me down. Now that I'm a grown adult and I, right. and I, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I kind of wish I would have had the strength to do it sooner. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that nobody should, even children, even teenagers, we should be freely ourselves. Right. And just honest from the get go. But I get it. We go through things. We feel like we need to cover things up. So now that I finally have the voice to speak about, I'm like, I'm going to speak about it. And if anything, I'm going to motivate other people to just be themselves from the get go. You don't have to lie. You don't have to cover it up. Who cares if someone gets mad? If somebody wants to get me for writing this book, that's their problem. Because at the end of the day, like what I wrote is my experience. And if they have a problem, then maybe they should reflect on why they have a problem with it. What is it about the story that's triggering you, that's making you upset about something? And then in that way, that's why I said earlier, like even if they have a negative reaction to my story, it's still informative, right? Because then you Mm -hmm. can see... Like, oh, why is this bothering me so much? Why do I have yeah. a problem? Like, it's just a book. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's more than just a book, right? It's it's a mirror. It's an ability to look at certain things. So I'm always an advocate to just being yourself. Like, it took me this long to really feel confident in my voice. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share it. I don't care if they see my dirty laundry. Like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. want about the book. Like, I do not care anymore because I, I hid for so long and I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. So... Don't blame you because at the end of the day, we all need to realize you're going to get judged no matter what. Exactly. We're going to tell you what to do no matter what. I mean, the world is going to break you down no matter what. So the ones who survive are the ones that keep going despite it all because man the world can be cruel but at the same time the world can be so accepting so loving so appreciative and it just depends on which end of the spectrum are you focusing on you know what i'm saying love this conversation you know i think it was so easy it was just like as if i was talking to a friend about something personal it was awesome thank you so much christy i guess to start wrapping up the show i know you already gave us so much great advice but what would be some lasting advice that maybe somebody may need you know even if that's that one person listening what would you tell that one person I would say if something is bothering you, if you feel like something is off in your life, and we know exactly how to tell something is off, right? Because it even just 
something turns on, I would say dive head first into figuring out what it is and seeing what you can do about it. Me, I'm always an advocate, not only just in being honest about who you are and what you feel, but with your experiences. I listened to the prompt that something was wrong. And even though it took me several years to formulate this book, right? Because I wasn't in a place to really do this on my own. I didn't have the call to necessarily like, it wasn't such an easy answer, right? It took me a while (laughs) to reach this point, but I'm telling anybody out there, like it is simple. If you can really take an honest look at your experiences and an honest look at yourself, you really can overcome anything. I feel like this is like my motto of the year. I've been sharing it everywhere, but I really want to drive the point home because if something is bothering you, deal with it now. The second something comes up, do not let it fester. Do not let it turn into a pattern. I let my experiences turn into a pattern because I didn't know anything else. I didn't have the information. There was no one telling me deal with it in this way. So I'm telling anybody out there who's listening, just deal with it now. And even if you feel like you can't get to a certain level, arrive at the level that you're at, get there with bravery. Because as you become more and more brave with your experiences, more is going to open up. I was only able to reach a certain part of my experience at different times. Like it did take me a while to write this book because I was avoiding a lot of pain, but having the courage within me, like I'm going to write this book, I'm going to heal from it. Things just kept coming up and I dealt with it, right? I allowed myself to heal. So I would just tell anybody out there, if it bothers you, be open, deal with it and allow yourself to be brave enough to take a look at the truth of the situation, the truth of who you are. And honestly, you will overcome it and anything you set your mind to. Awesome. There you go, you guys. And you guys heard it first. I had such a great conversation with you, Christy. You dropped bombshells, boom, boom, all this knowledge (laughs) and motivation. I hope someone in my audience can truly understand that if you are looking for a form of art, you already know in your heart what it is. Let's be honest. You already know what your passion is. Just dive deeper. And if you're scared, it's okay. Take a moment. Just keep diving. I see self-healing kind of like you're digging a hole because you're digging inside you. And then you get to a point where you need to make that hole bigger. So then you expand it and then you expand. And before you realize while you're expanding, you're bringing other people in. You are helping other people. You are doing more than what you realize, you know? So if you're in this journey of self-help, grab a novel. Don't grab those how to be better books. No, I've actually learned more in reading fantasies than I've had in reading steps by steps on how to be a better human being. I mean, you can read all those books if you like, but I'm pretty sure reading a novel that makes you think about life in a different way, reading about it in someone else's point of view will truly, truly, truly make you think about your life differently. And it'll cause the momentum that you are needing, you know, and if you want to reach out to Christy, I have her lovely photo on my website and you can click and it'll redirect you to her lovely website and you will be able to find so much great things about Christy. I promise you, you're not going to be disappointed because I'm not. (laughs) So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That's my show. You guys take care, be safe, and always, always keep thinking, y'all. Bye.